0: It has been conversation since early this spring. If you're building a house, if you're connected all with uh, the wood industry, you know that prices have gone up. Now, they may have plateaued or are coming down a little bit, but what's the story behind the scenes? Joining us today is Wisconsin DNR Forest Product Specialist, Logan Wells, to help us really get at the root of things. Now, first, Logan, let's start off with Wisconsin. I think that everybody is under the assumption when they drive down the road or past a woods, they assume that that wood could be turned into housing construction materials or into pallets or something like that. You want people to understand the misconceptions they probably have about Wisconsin's timber industry. Tell us more
1: yeah thank you very much pam and And that's a great a great question and And when we look across the state of Wisconsin, one of the biggest misconceptions is you know we can use trees for just about anything, and we can use wood in lots of different ways, but certain tree species are used for different products than others. So for instance, when we talk about softwood lumber, those are coming from our conifers or pines and spruce, our softwood trees. Um, and so lumber, we've, we've got the softwood lumber that only represents uh, the trees that can produce that Our softwood trees only represents about 30 uh, percent of all the, the forests in our state. So vastly, the majority of our our woods are composed of hardwoods, which we use that lumber for a different type of products.
0: Right. Yeah. And some for some reason, I thought the phrase hardwood would dictate that that was construction lumber. But uh, in reality, that's not the case either
1: very true yeah so the the hardwood lumber is used for think mouldings and cabinets and furniture um, we use it in a lot of different flooring uh, aspects, and but it's it's not really used for the dimension stock. I like to explain it. We use hardwood lumber for most of the things that we can see, whereas dimension lumber, softwood lumber, is more for the structural applications that we don't necessarily see in our houses.
0: Well, what has been influencing this whole uh, situation, Logan, as far as the escalation in price and the shortages that have been discussed? Like you said, Wisconsin's got plenty of acres of timber, even. Even if it's different varieties, what else is at the root of all this?
1: Yeah, I think before we can really answer that question, we got to take a step back. And also another misconception that's out there is that every tree can be used to make lumber. And that's actually not the case in the sense that so across all the wood consumed in our state, only about a third of the wood harvested goes towards making lumber. Um, We call that saw timber. Most, the, actually 50% of all the wood harvested, it goes into the pulp and paper sector. Um, so the vast majority of our industry is, is focused around the pulping and paper sector. Um, and then about 12% goes towards composite materials like OSB or siding. Um, and then there's a lot of other niche and specialty applications as well. So when, when we kind of look back at at the broader pie and picture The vast majority, again, we talked, you know, softwoods, construction lumber is is a smaller piece of our resource and the trees that grow. And then about half of our wood goes into the pulp sector. And since COVID, that pulp sector has gone through, and specifically with paper, um, has gone through some very rapid market changes. And so when we look at businesses and schools going virtual, um, sporting events being canceled, that's made an impact on our paper consumption and our paper markets And has also trickled back to the pulpwood markets. So uh, because of declines in the white paper industry and shifting demand to other sectors, uh, we've had some just waves going through. And so when we talk about, you know, high lumber prices, um, that doesn't necessarily mean we've got high log prices for loggers or high stumpage prices for landowners. And so there's separate supply and demand forces at work uh, that can create, uh, again, just some imbalances in the marketplace.
0: Very good point. You know, and the other thing is, uh, if they're not making money on that stumpage or on that individual log, then you've got to question the employee side of things. How have our timber industry leaders, uh, be it for paper, be it for any other product, how have they been doing as far as the uh, employee sources?
1: Yeah, that's another really important part of this this question as far as, you know, finding employees to scale up the the production to meet the demand. And so whether it's employees or whether it's equipment, um, mills and companies are having issues uh, producing the, the volumes of lumber that our society and our markets are asking for.
0: Well, we we were talking. That's something that the average farmer can recognize. Uh, try to try to get a new tractor on your farm that works without a microchip or something like that. Same same situation you said in the timber moving industry. They're backlogged as far as available equipment.
1: Very true. And like I say, I think we're we're working our way through that. But our companies are really trying to uh, to get the wood to the people that that are using it and the markets that need it. So. Um,
0: so when are we going to see this kind of resolve itself, Logan? Like I said, if you read the headlines, you'd say that we're already on that way because of the somewhat softer market prices. But, you know, what is the long-term play on this kind of an issue?
1: Yeah. As you stated, you know, when you look at the wholesale softwood lumber market, um, we have seen a decline uh, from some of the record highs that were earlier in May. Um, but like you said, there's still a, a massive demand for building projects and, and folks wanting to, to use dimensional lumber for buildings. And so uh, for at least the short term, you know, I don't think we're going to realize and see at our local uh lumber store and for our local that trickle down hasn't quite hit yet uh but hopefully we won't see prices continue to go up and the markets have started to stabilize
0: do we see anybody that's trying to step into that market logan in wisconsin is there i mean is our timber industry what we'd call mature do we have new companies that are interested uh, give us a little sense on wisconsin specific in the timber industry
1: Again, great question, and and our program works with prospective businesses that are looking to to do siting, Um, and we have had a number of those requests with looking at possible expansions, and and is the resource available? And so that goes back to, again, that first misconception as far as, you know, the the vast majority of our timberlands, 70% of all the wood in the state is hardwood species. And so when we when we see markets that are for building materials that might be geared towards the softwoods, we just don't have as much of a resource compared to maybe other parts of the country and the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you have been also telling me about uh, ways that the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, and by the way, in case you're just joining us, uh, Logan Wells is along with us, a forest product specialist for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. You said that the agency has been working to try to, I guess we'd say, empower landowners that do have a good woodlot or uh, access to timbers to kind of get that process going. I was fascinated. I did not realize the grading, the stamping, the behind-the-scenes quality assurance program already in place that also has kind of helped to coagulate answers on the timber industry. Tell me what the Wisconsin DNR is doing to try to empower landowners that have nice woodlots to use that resource.
1: Yeah, So there's a state statute, uh, Wisconsin, 2007, Wisconsin Act 208, um, that designated and created a a local use dimension lumber grading program. And, And the whole kind of purpose of this class is to allow for folks who have a portable sawmill or want to have their own timber Sawn into dimension lumber, so they can use it uh, in their own uh, building projects. Residential one and two-family residential construction is, is kind of the main target, um, but it's it's all designed to allow uh, homeowners and landowners and and portable smaller sawmill operations um, the ability to use dimension lumber that's home sawn without the grade stamp that you would see in more of a commercial industrial uh, sawmill.
0: Interesting. So now, how is the DNR? Uh, what kinds of Coursework, or what do you do to try to empower these folks to use that resource?
1: Yeah, great question. So it's a one day the, that whole statute. We teach that grading program in a one day class, um, and it covers everything from you know how what kind of wood defects do we care about, and and what. Uh, For instance, knots are going to limit the strength of the board. Um, And it's a really great program. We teach it in one day. There is a test uh, to make sure that you've absorbed the information. And we do some hands-on practice grading. Um, And then at the end, you're given a certificate if you pass the test um, that deems that you've passed the class and are certified to grade uh, this local use dimension lumber grading. And if folks have questions or want to find more information, if they Google Wisconsin DNR forest businesses, That will take them to our program's webpage, and then on that page, if they find the tile that says Local Use Dimension Lumber, or L-U-D-L, they'll find that program and all the details they need for it.
0: And so far, you said that's been very well received.
1: It has. You know, we've we've been under some limitations with COVID and uh, maximum class sizes, Um, so we've had to reduce some class sizes, but since we've been able to get more classes involved and, and some of those... Uh, rules are, um... Being adjustable. We've had a uh, 100 and so far this year we've had a 100 people take the class um, and it's been uh, really well received and we're just happy to help folks utilize their local timber and that doesn't have to be just softwood. It could be uh, hardwoods as well uh, for this dimensional lumber for their local use.
0: Interesting. So many things you did not know about Wisconsin's timber and lumber industry and now a little bit clearer we hope and definitely hopefully dispelled some of those misconceptions. That's Logan Wells. Forest specialist with the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, keeping an eye on what's happening as far as trends here in the state and, of course, helping folks to uh, empower themselves if they've got a nice woodlot that they want to manage on their own. You can find more, as he said, on the Wisconsin DNR website or ours, MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee.